0: Well, good morning. Good, morning. good morning. It's really it's really nice to be here. This is a great event that they, they put together. You guys having fun so far? Yes. Did, it, did it start today or did it start last night? Today. Today, today. okay. So, so there's lots to do today. We're going to be real busy. We have a lot of things to show you. We're Freedom Scientific. My name's Charlie Madsen. I'm here with Ron Miller. Ron's going to do most of the talking today. I'm vision-impaired myself, and Ron's completely blind. Mm -hmm. If you guys have a question, if you want us to speed up or slow down, don't raise your hand because we probably won't know, you know. (laughs) All the blood will flow out of your fingers and into your brain, which may be good. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, we're, we're good with just yelling out. Anytime I'm not up here, feel free to throw things.
1: At, at Charlie. Call
0: him at Charlie. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start the day off with Jaws, and then we're gonna get into into Pearl and OpenBook, the brand new features of OpenBook with our lightning fast camera Pearl. I think you guys are really gonna like it. We're also prepared to do some magic, so I'll need a volunteer to get cut in half. <laughs> We we may not have time to get to the magic, so if anybody wants to see magic, I'll be here all day. I'll be at the booth in the in the main hall, and I'll I'll give you an up close and personal view of magic, and anything you want to see. Well, without further ado,
1: Ron, take it. All right. Good morning. Good morning. This is fantastic. We flew all the way from Florida, our arms were tired and all that other silly stuff. <laughs> and it is great to be here with you. My name is Ron Miller. I am a blindness hardware product manager with Freedom Scientific, which means I get to be involved in you know, developing stuff and, and playing with everything when it's brand new and, and uh, get to talk to folks like you a lot, which is really very cool. Now, I'm curious... And remember, don't wave your hands in the air. I mean, you can if you want. If you're really energetic, we'll develop enough of a breeze, I'll be able to tell you're doing it. But otherwise, don't do it. Um, but I'm curious, how many of you already use a screen reader? Or screen reader? Say yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: Anybody here not use a screen reader? Yeah. yeah. OK. So we've got some folks who don't. So we're going we're gonna to do some things here. And I know all of you that are using lots of screen readers, you want to see some different stuff, some cool stuff. I'm not going to let you down. Don't worry. For those of you who don't know about screen readers, we're going to do a little bit of an overview just to kind of tell you about what a screen reader is, because I want to set the groundwork for you so that we're all not speaking Swahili, and you guys are going, gosh, I don't speak Swahili. What are they talking about here? You know, it's, it's no fun when you when you end up in a room full of folks who, who are already sort of, you know, part of the in-crowd, because, you know, JAWS, JAWS users, access technology users, you know, we've got You've got that esoterica—the things that we all say. Oh, it looks like my focus has just lost the focus of the thing with the cursor, and and if you you don't know what that all is, you kind of get it. It's like like hearing Swahili if you don't speak Swahili. So we want to move you—we want you to join the rest of us, right? So let's talk a little bit about what a a screen reader is before we get deeply into, into this stuff. So. Now, I'm going to warn all of you that are screen reader users right now, I will, I will lay, I'm going to lay some ground rules, okay? So, the first thing is, this isn't really a democracy. Now, and I say that right up front, because I know I'm going to start speaking and go, golly, that's really slow, and it's going to make me crazy, and I can't take it. But you're going to have to, because there's non-screen readers amongst us, Okay. So we can't crank speech up to 300 or 500 or 700 words a minute. people have to listen in real time. That's right. That's right. So even if you want, and I get it, okay, I I use screen readers every day. I use JAWS every day. I do have my speech up really fast normally, but I've gone ahead. We've slowed speech down to kind of a pedestrian level, and and there isn't going to be a vote about speeding it up, which is why this isn't a democracy, okay, well, now. Okay, now also a lot of people aren't as comfortable with eloquence and other synthetic sounding speech, so we've gone ahead. We're using real speak because Jaws is able to run with real speak. So we're bringing my buddy Tom in, and he's going he's gonna to do all the speaking for us. So he's very understandable. He's at a decent reading rate, and everybody's going to be happy, okay? All right. Um, all rumblings must be kept to a very low rumbling. For experienced users, here's the presentation. That's right. That's right. Otherwise, it would be. Otherwise, it would be. So, we're not going to do that. So, let's talk about what a screen reader is. And the first thing I'm going to do is ask you if the volume is loud enough. Space. And you need more? A little bit more. The a little bit. Frontier. That's right. A louder. louder it is. Space. Space. Better? Bigger space. Okay. Okay. Now, the other thing I'll do is I'll point these speakers at, at diverging angles, which is like geek speak for in different directions.
2: J, okay. space.
1: How's that?
0: That's good. Yeah. That's good.
2: That's good. All, All right.
1: Very nice. So we're going to let JAWS kind of introduce itself first. And listen to what JAWS does, especially if you're not a screen reader user yet. Look at what the screen reader is actually doing. You ready?
2: JAWS for Windows left Parent Job Access with speech. Right Parent is a powerful accessibility solution that reads information on your screen using synthesized speech. JAWS provides many useful commands that make it easier to colon list of five items bullet use a computer bullet work with different applications and programs bullet edit documents bullets right email and web pages bullet and more list end with the refreshable braille display. JAWS can also provide braille output in addition to or instead of speech. An array of versatile features and customizable. Op- Options lets you tailor jaws for your individual needs and preferences. Graphic jaws product packaging, which includes the product.
1: Okay, so we just got an earful, and the first thing you need to know, and this one's this is the duh kind of thing, a screen reader reads the screen. Duh. Okay, but you just don't want something that's going to read from the top of the screen slavishly down to the bottom of the screen. Okay. So, we, we've seen some interesting things. If you are sighted and you look at this screen, you do what I call screen at a glance. Okay? A sighted person will look at this screen. I could flash it up here for two seconds on, off. Okay? And they would see some things about this screen, they would see the formatting. So, let me ask you all when we read this, this block of introduction here, Jaws read the text, obviously. But it also read us some other things. It told us some things. What did it tell us about this text? About this content? What did you guys hear go by? Bulleted list. list. Okay, bulleted list. So it's a list and it's a list composed of bullet points. What else? <coughs> Say again? <coughs>
2: yeah, parentheses,
1: right, different punctuation elements. Good. What else?
2: List end of list.
1: That's right. When did the list start? When did the list end? What else?
2: <coughs> Tables.
1: Tables. What else? I know we're getting down into the guts of this now, are we? Ah, uh, yes. What else? There was a couple others. Something. They don't usually get caught because they just slip past. They're very unobtrusive. They come through the door sideways, and they're like dressed in beige against a beige background. So, two more things. Anybody?
2: Describe an illustration.
1: Ah, yes. The graphic at the very end. Most people miss it. Oh my goodness. If if this was my place, I would I would put your name on that chair for the entire day. What is your What is your name?
0: The Leslie Burkhardt.
1: So be a Leslie Burkhardt chair all day. All right, so we got the, the you got the graphics. What else? One more. One more. Just give me one more. Did you hear any headings? Headings. Okay. So you get the point. You guys are awesome. This is you this is great, ninety something percent. Um, yeah, if you look at the screen. You may notice in the first two seconds if I say what was that? You said, oh, it's a document." Said, well, tell me about it. Oh, I don't know. There had a list or some bullets. I saw you know, the picture of a box. Yada yada. Now I might ask you, did you hear what? Did you did you read what it was about? And you're like, no. You only gave me two seconds. Okay. If you're cited, you gather information beginning with the general. So a document was organized in this way. There was a list. There were some bullet points. No, you didn't give me time to read them. Don't bug me about it. Right? Okay. That's just how things work visually. You go from the general to the specific. As blind people, as speech users, as Braillesters, okay, um, we go from the specific to the general okay, for the most part. And that's because we don't have a way of taking in a thing at a glance. Now, if any of you figure out how to do that using speech or Braille, I really want to know about it because I'd love to incorporate it, okay? But that means you can't look at the page and kind of get a general sense of it and then begin to read. We sort of start at the beginning of the text and work our way through, don't we? It's what we just did. So JAWS has to help you to accomplish the things that somebody does at a glance without getting so obvious about it, like, you know, a list will come up and it'll say beginning of list, bullet, 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 end of list. You know, there's no drums beating and horns blowing and, you know, you don't want to be so obnoxious that that you distract from the text. Because you might not care. All you want to do is read what's on this page. It's not all that important to you about the formatting, right? Okay. If your job is to be a software, excuse me, a, a web page developer, and this is your product and you're looking at it before you submit it for final you know, vetting by your people and then it goes onto the web page, do you care about the bullets and the headings and everything? Of course. Absolutely. Then it's your job, baby. Then it matters, right? So a screen reader reads what you want it to read. Okay, that's the duh, but it also reads it in the way that you want it to read to you. So you're going to hear what you want to hear. It's going to read it to you the way you want to read it. Now, that means it's going to give you information about the elements of this text, and you can either ignore it or not ignore it. But it also means you can read line by line.
2: Blank. Just allows blind and visually most powerful screen Word by word. Powerful screen reader. Letter by letter. E A D E R.
1: Even phonetically, if you need to. Because if you're in a call center, I was a travel agent for a number of years, and you get people around you on the phone talking, or just talking, standing up over the top of their cubicles and being obnoxious. C, D, P, V, T, Z, and E all start to sound alike when they're all back there doing what my great grandmother used to call charlando. Okay? <laughs> And you go shh. And they go, don't you tell me to shh. You know, so that doesn't work because you're on the phone. You don't want to get into that with people. Hello, sir. Sir, are you there? You know. So instead, instead, you got to kind of tell Jaws. R. Romeo. Tell it to me phonetically, please, Jaws, because these guys won't be quiet.
2: Space Foxtrot Oscar Romeo Space
1: Whiskey. Okay. So it'll give it to me as phonetic audio. Okay, no comments on the whiskey. It's... I know the sun is over the yard arm somewhere, but not here, okay? That corner has to just behave. <laughs> so it's going to tell me what I want to hear. It's going to tell it to me in the way that I want to hear it. And it's got to do one more thing. We read down through that text. We heard all that stuff. And what's the last thing I did before I started talking again after Jaws read this little piece of introduction? Stopped it. I stopped it, absolutely. You guys are awesome. This is great. I stopped it. No, because I'll ask that question, people, there's a silence. You know, there's one cricket, you know, somewhere in the room. because, Because nobody said, you guys are on it. Yeah, I stopped it. So not only did it tell me what I wanted to hear, not only did it tell me the stuff in the way I wanted to hear it, but it told it to me when I wanted to hear it. And when also means I could make it shut up when I was done with it. And it resumed at the place I told it to stop. So a screen reader has to do some pretty sort of intensive tasks as it just reads the screen to you. It's got to be agile enough. It's got to be flexible enough to give you the information that you want in the way you want it and when you want it. So for those of you that are new to screen readers, I want to, it's the concept I really want to communicate to you. Because as you're either getting it into this stuff for your personal lives, or you're working with clients, um, or students, or friends, you kind of understand the real tasks of a screen reader. Okay? It isn't just starting at the top and just babbling its way to the bottom. It is sometimes. okay, But sometimes, that's not what I need. Sometimes, I want to hear this word or how this word is spelled, or what the credit card number is the customer just gave me so I don't mess it up, or what city are you going to so I don't send you to the wrong place? Okay, that would have really killed my effectiveness as a travel agent <laughs> a few years back, right? Okay, you know, Am I, are you going to Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas? And I bet you they cared if I sent them to the wrong spot. <laughs> I, I had a fairly decent career in travel agenting, so it didn't happen, but... Um, Anyway, the only person I did that to was myself, and that's when I was working with Freedom. <laughs> and I went to, went to Phoenix instead of Tempe, Arizona, and had to take the shuttle. <laughs> so, luckily, it was cool, because people did it all the time on purpose. So <laughs> I just made out like that's where I meant to go and took the shuttle. So, okay. That's right next to you. Gotcha. Excellent. Sorry, everybody. This brought me a piece of what I needed. I was going to ask him for it later. Pay no attention to the guy running in and out of the door. So that's, in a nutshell, what a screen reader does. And that's what JAWS does for you. Now, JAWS is also multimodal, okay? which is like a bent up Latin thing for many modes. In this case, it's dual modal. Because JAWS, as you heard, will provide output in speech. It also pr- provides output in Braille. And that can be really important because there are times you want to actually, literally read the text Okay, there are times reading is very important for you if I'm looking at a document if I'm trying to do stuff if I'm at a call center and don't need a person in one ear and JAWS in the other ear no matter how fast I've got it speaking if I'm deaf blind okay? there's just a number of reasons you might want to have braille either augmenting speech or instead of speech so JAWS provides that output and it'll do that with of course, XP and Vista on Windows 7. Okay. okay, So now let's move forward, give you a basic idea. Let me talk about some real quick ways to get help in JAWS. As you're learning new applications, as you're doing new things with JAWS, you might have some questions. If you're new to JAWS, you might not remember all the keystrokes. If you're like me, and, you know, old-timers are setting in. My wife claims I have Alzheimer's now. (laughs) I say I just have to have screens put in because stuff sort of goes in one ear and out the other. (laughs) Thoughts just... I want them to keep kind of bouncing back into play if I have a choice. But, you know, there are times you can't remember the commands that you need. You just, I don't know, I don't know. So let's talk about a couple of things real quickly that can be useful for you. All of you old-timers will probably know these, but I want to point them out to you in case you've missed any. One of them is the fact that JAWS uses hotkeys in a lot of different applications to help you be more uh... more accurate faster to be able to get things done more quickly you might not want to read from the top of a screen to the bottom maybe you want to move to a specific heading so you'd press the letter h just training
2: materials in fs reader demo heading level two
1: and move from heading to heading okay you might want to move to a specific table and step through the tables by pressing the letter t so there are these quick nav keys if you're in excel if you're in PowerPoint, if you're in Word, there are different hotkeys for each application. But I don't have them all memorized. Um, most of you probably don't have them memorized. I bet sure there are some of you, though, you know, who've got them nailed. But one of your best friends is the insert H command okay, to get you the hotkeys. So hold the insert key down, tap the letter H. Okay? Insert H.
2: Go back a page, alt plus left arrow. Read the address bar. Insert plus period. I'll
1: stop that. So what you end up with is a list of every single hotkey available in the application that you're using. And this text can be treated like any other text. You can copy it. This is a hint. You can paste it into your cheat sheet that you're probably trying to build. Okay? Open up a Word document. Copy, paste, copy, paste. When you're done with this information, just press the escape key. Escape, adding level. Takes you right back where you left off. Okay? If you are using... An application in Windows, and we tend to use applications in Windows. For example, Word. Menu,
2: search box, edit. Let
1: me get to Leaving word. menus.
2: Zero two entered.
1: Fat fingered it. Hang on.
2: Windows out. Desktop. Pro, w W. Windows W. Word 2010. That's better. Enter. Cancel button. Opening dash Microsoft Word document one dash Microsoft Word web
1: layout. So run Microsoft Word. Now, there are hotkeys, but I'm not going to show you that command again. But Windows, Microsoft, the Windows people, put their own keystrokes into a lot of their own applications, and that's pretty handy because they do some cool keystrokes. Now, you can find... A list of these keystrokes if you want to dig down multiple layers into their help system. But that really is a pain and it really is time consuming and you get frustrated and you know, I develop an attitude and everything. So So instead, we grabbed all this stuff and if you press insert W, Think of it for Windows keys, yeah. okay? H for hot keys, W for Windows keys. <laughs> insert W. The
2: following is Word Short. Cut keys may be useful. Create a new document. Control plus N. Open an control a control. I'm going to arrow Second down. Packet, select the insert. Find and reply. Go to center text. Control plus E. These are the ones I use. Center text. Left justify text. Control plus L. Right justify text. Con- justify text. Change the Change the font. Change
1: the font size. Change the font face. Delete the, com- delete the b- italicize text control plus i bold italicize all that kind of stuff okay that's all available to you there so that's another source of help you can get again you can copy and paste your favorite ones that you always forget into a cheat sheet or whatever whatever and escape will make them all disappear again and you're right back where you left off okay now i want to give all you guys ready for this i want to give you the keys to the kingdom okay this is the absolute granddaddy of all helps. Okay? This is awesome. If you go to JAWS Helps, you're going to press the insert key in J or the JAWS key in J to take you into JAWS itself, and you go to the help menu. I'm going to do that right now.
2: JAWS context menu, menu, options, submit, H, training.
1: So there's help. The first thing you see or hear is training if you press enter on training
2: leaving menus fs reader dash untitled open dialogue titles list view one jaws basic training introduction and overview one of 26
1: fs reader opens up that's our daisy book reader and we've got as you heard 26 different daisy documents in here the reason this is the keys to the kingdom guys and gals is because everything that you want to have at your fingertips for information about JAWS, is right here. Starting with a basic introduction and overview of JAWS. So if you're brand new, this is the place to start.
2: Two starting JAWS. Setting three user interface and program group. Four reading commands and cursors. Five help. Online. Screen sensitive. Keyboard. JAWS find.
1: Stuff we haven't even talked about this morning.
2: Six adjust JAWS options. save Seven HJ pad exercises. Okay,
1: so basic stuff. But let's move forward a little bit. Make a hey, document,
2: arrow. Excel forms with input messages. Star. So it's Excel stuff. FS reader getting started. Introduction to Windows Vista with Joe's and Magic Star.
1: Now, as a parenthesis, introduction to Windows Vista. The interface for seven is basically identical to Vista, so you can use this same module and it'll give you your inter- intro to Windows seven and answer a lot of those questions.
2: Laptop keystrokes with J- Office 2007 with Magic and JAWS Star.
1: Okay. That would also work with Office 2010. The interface is just about identical. So if you want help with that kind of stuff, it's all here. Um, this is a daisy. Wonder. These are, should, I should say, are daisy books.
2: Six adjust JAWS options. Saving settings. So Listen. If, I to,
1: if I were to go into I'll just open this one for grins. Enter. Press enter. Preview.
2: Six adjust JAWS options. Saving settings.
1: I've got a tree view, which is... A, a list of the document format, if you will. And I can move up and down through it. Um, I can open or close sections by pressing left or right arrow. If I press tab, tab, read only edit. I move into the actual text.
2: Blank. Adjust JAWS options, saving settings, list of. J- blank. In this module, you will learn where JAWS saves the user setting.
1: Yada 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 yada. Okay, <laughs> this text is right. And again, we've made this accessible. You can use the JAWS fine. You can copy stuff. You can paste it into your cheat sheet document or some other document you're building. We want you to have access to this text. We want you to learn and to use it. Okay, so it's all open, sitting right there. The only thing we won't let you do is write into this document or delete stuff.
2: Saving settings with JAWS. Explore my settings. Program file. Blank. In these lessons, I'll be talking. for these area JAWS.
1: But check this out.
2: These areas are very easy to access, even if you don't remember the paths, by using the Explore JAWS in the JAWS program
1: group. Here they are again. All programs in the start menu, JAWS... And I'll stop him. That's Dan Clark, one of our trainers. So you have the text, you have it using your computer speech, it's on your braille display, and you can have audio narration. The neat thing about the audio narration is you'll go down through here and there are exercises to try. And there's examples of how to do things. You might, you might, you know, might hear Dan say, let's, pre- let's press you know, Alt-Tab or something. And if you're listening to the narration, not only do you hear Dan say it, not only is it in the text, but you'll hear JAWS actually execute the commands being spoken. This is really awesome if you're brand new to JAWS or if you're working on a new application. Let's say you start reading these the things on forms in Excel documents or if you start reading some of this new stuff, if you start going to the things about ribbons, let's say. Anything like that, you will hear what Jaws is supposed to be doing. It's sort of like having one of those recipe cards that shows you a picture of the finished product, okay? So that you know, I mean, it doesn't work for you and me. A lot of us, but if you can see and you're making the super tater tot casserole with chunked ham, you know that it's not supposed to come out great. Okay, it looks all golden brown. If you listen to the audio narration provided in these modules, you'll hear what Jaws is supposed to say so that you know when you do it you'll go oh that's right I did it or whoops mine's not supposed to do that let's press escape and try that again maybe I'll listen to that again okay so it gives it to you multimodally you've got the audio narration you've got the text you can read it in braille you can grab it and move it into your cheat sheets do you see why I told you I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom what we've talked about here is one half of one percent of the stuff available to you right in the JAWS help system under training okay very awesome stuff you want to know how to do it again? Insert J, which takes you to JAWS, and you go into the Help menu. As soon as you go to Help, you do Alt-H. I have it running from System Trace, so mine acted slightly differently, but Alt-H to get to Help. And the first thing you hear is Training. Press Enter on Training, and you're in this list of 26 items. OK? Alt-4, Document 1- And I went ahead and close that. Let's look at something else very cool. Let's talk about Windows 7 for a minute, or Vista. If that's what you're using,
2: seven. Seven. okay, seven. Seven. seven,
1: yeah. Everybody seems to be migrating, and all of our our employers are moving us to to seven, that kind of stuff. One of the things that give people pause and cause a lot of angst and unhappiness are ribbons. Okay, so I hear you. Now I got a, a Vista machine at home, and I, I began to learn ribbons. And there's actually in that uh, introduction to um, to Office 2007 and stuff, there's ribbons are covered and covered very well. We give you a handle on how to use them. But one of the real challenges when you use ribbons is that they don't always act the same in every application. So you're like, well, you know, I press down arrow to get to lower ribbon and I'm tabbing, but, oh, geez, I need to do right arrow. You know, you've got somebody cited who goes, well, you got to do this instead. Okay. And like, well, pff, didn't work that way in this other application I was running. So, you know, visually they tend to be very easy to move in and out of. You, you, know, you tap on the group, that opens up the group. You tap on the thing under that. You might tap on a button or whatever, or, or click on a button. And it's, it's not too bad. But trying to use speech or Braille or speech and Braille, because of just some of the weird inconsistencies that, that happen, and they're not, I say weird as a, as a blind guy, they're not really weird, okay? We all get that. Because if you're looking at the ribbon structure visually, it works, and it sort of guides you through itself if you're trying to decide whether they want you to use arrows or tabs and which arrows, then it becomes sort of a guessing game. And as you use that application more and more, you kind of get better at it. And the hotkeys are very convoluted in ribbons, aren't they? You know, Control-Shift-M followed by Alt-C-N. Okay, So it's not you know the, the little hotkeys we knew and loved. Beginning with JAWS 12, we've introduced a thing called virtual ribbons. Okay. Now let me start us in something simple. I've got Word open. I'm going to leave it open here, but let me start you kind of easy. Let's let's drink out of the cup instead of the fire hose real quick.
2: Menu. D a pad. Wordpad. So
1: I'm gonna open WordPad just because it's ribbon document. a document. Hush, I'm talking. It's, <laughs> it's ribbon system <laughs> is a little more um, a little easier just to begin with. Okay? But what Virtual Ribbons does is it puts ribbons back to, into a structure that we know? So I've got virtual, they're, they're turned off by default. You can turn them on. It's one of the first things you do. In fact, when you load, when you, when you first install JAWS 12, there's a wizard that comes up that walks you through what you want your you know, speech rate to be. So if you're like me, we crank it up really fast and all that kind of stuff. And it also gives you the option right then and there to turn on virtual ribbons. So we're in WordPad, because the ribbons are less knotty here. And I'm going to press Alt.
2: Virtual ribbons.
1: Home tab. And you hear it say Home tab. Lower ribbon. Clipboard submenu. Okay. So I'm going to press up arrow again. Editing submenu. And left arrow.
2: Virtual ribbons. Home tab. So there's
1: Home tab. I'll press right arrow. View tab. Help button. Okay. So it's just Home and View. So this is pretty simple. But there are still ribbons that you have to arrow through otherwise. So click here to open. Home tab. View tab. Let's go to View tab. And now I'll press down arrow to open this up.
2: Lower ribbon. Home submenu.
1: Okay, you got zoom.
2: Show or hide submenu.
1: Show or hide. Settings submenu. Zoom submenu. I'm back to zoom. This looks pretty familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Show or hide settings submenu. i settings, and I'm going to press right arrow because it says it's a submenu. Word wrap button drop down. Word wrap button. It's a drop down. I could press enter, and it gives me a drop down menu that I can arrow up and down and then select.
2: Measurement units button drop down. Word
1: trap button drop so down. Not, this is again remember I said these are simple. Measurement units button drop down. Let's look at measurement units. I'll just press a space bar because it's a button. Space inches checked. One of four.
2: Inches. Centimeters. Points. Three bike is four of inches checked. One of four.
1: Pretty pretty familiar, pretty easy, huh? When I'm done, I can press escape. Escape. Leaving menus. Measurement units button drop down. Ah look.
0: Yeah. For the sake of time, just yeah. kind of explain it in Word because you have like three minutes till you need to start Pearl. Okay. We're, we're a little behind. Yeah, we
1: are. We're pushed. Yeah, I will, I'm not going to go to Word. I'll, it's a good idea, but because you, you've got the idea here, okay? It's taken yeah. the ribbons, and you <laughs> notice it's put you into a menu and sub-menu configuration, right? Visually, visually, if you're working with somebody, what they see on the screen is still the ribbons configuration, okay? So as I'm moving up and down through these menus and submenus, they're seeing on the screen, I enter the ribbon group, I enter the view group, and then I, I burrow down and I've opened up, you know, view and then, and then measurements. And then, So if you're, if you're working with a sighted person, they're going to be able to tell exactly where you are in the ribbon system because we don't throw up a vertical menu system like you're hearing. Okay, that would confuse your sighted colleagues or your trainer. We just show them where you're navigating to. Okay, So visually, they're in familiar territory. If you get to know the virtual ribbons, you'll say, okay, I'm on the view ribbon. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, I've gone into this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Because it, it, first it puts a line around the, the view block, and then it moves. You, you get the idea. Okay? They'll be able to follow you every step of the way, and you'll be able to hear exactly what you're doing, and it makes perfect sense. Okay? Any questions so far? I know we've kind of cruised kind of quick. Hey, what happened to the uh, ability to use accelerator keys while you're They are there. Excellent question. I have them turned off, so it's not telling us to do this, press such and such. But we have, and I'm glad you asked, because remember we talked about how when when ribbons came along, the the keystrokes got really wacky. We went ahead and and kept the accelerator keys, as you know. So if I do Alt V, virtual ribbons, view tab. It puts me right into view like we expect it to do, instead of Control, Shift, N, V, Alt, you know, whatever. This so tremendous. we've tried to maintain that feel as well, and we try to keep them consistent across across ribbons.
0: Could you talk for a second about the uh, Braille input mode, like the Perkins-style
1: keyboard entry? Absolutely. Beginning with JAWS 12, one of the things that we do, I've got a Focus 40 Blue. It's part of the way I've been driving my computer here. Um, it's got a, a Perkins-style keyboard, and I can actually control my computer from the Focus 40 Blue using the keyboard. Not just up, down, left, right arrow, but let's say I'm going to, this is wacky, nobody's going to do this, but if I wanted to do insert, control, alt, shift, F5, I could do that from this keyboard. What uh, bleep does that do? Nothing, I just wanted a complex keystroke. <laughs> but let's, let's take as an example, that's right. I've, I've, if you can hear, I've slid away from my, the table here. I've got the keyboard in my lap. And I'm going to do, I'm going to press Alt F4 to close this, to close WordPad.
2: Document 1-Microsoft Word. Word. Web layout. Edit. Okay. I'll do it again
1: to close Word. No window is active. And we're just sort of stuck betwixt in between. But I did it with the Braille keyboard on the Braille display instead of the, instead of the, uh, the computer keyboard. What's nice is I could be, let's say I'm doing PowerPoint. I could be back where Joe was back there in the back of the room run my PowerPoint presentation, including reading my notes here, and just let the computer perk away and, you know, I'm not in the front of the room by the screen distracting you. If I go home, I'm sick of sitting at my desk all day, so I'll go crash out in the recliner, just like a sighted person where they get a a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. I can do the same kind of thing. I can drive my computer from my Braille display and be up to 30 feet
0: away. In fact, you're better off than them because they can't see their screen. No. That's right. <laughs> you can be out on
1: the back. Porch. Do you guys hear what Charlie said?
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah, I can be. I can be on the back porch, you know, just through the wall there, and I can fly the computer. So, that's right. I can work around corners. Okay. Any other final questions on Jaws? Okay, let's talk about Pearl. Let's talk about Pearl. I'm going to go to the desktop.
2: Windows have desktop. fold.
1: Now, Pearl is an accessory for Open Book 9. We've just recently released Open Book 9. It's the latest version of Open Book. Are you guys pretty familiar with Open Book? Yes. yes. Any knows? Any no. Open Book is our scanning and reading application. That means Open Book is a program that lets you get an image of a document or a page of a book or whatever, and it turns it into text on your computer. Now, that text can be viewed using speech. <coughs> Excuse me or it can be viewed using a braille display or both. Again, it's multimodal. You have access, access to a number of different voices, eloquent speech, or the real speak solo direct voices. There's, Gosh, there's got to be a, a dozen of them or something, both English and other languages. Okay? And you can tell open book you want to do character recognition so I can, open up a, I can take a Spanish document or whatever my language happens to be and get it to speak it for me as well. Now, traditionally... Um, historically, maybe the better term. We've used flatbed scanners to do our, our image gathering. Okay, put the book on the scanner, put the paper on the scanner, close it, press the button, and off it goes. Um, that's cool, but there's some limitations. It takes a long. It takes a while. Okay, you, you put it in there, you press the button, it goes. Brrrr. You know, it scans. 25%. Yeah, 30 <laughs> seconds later, you finally got the image, and then it finally gets to actually doing the legwork for OCR, for optical character recognition. So we have introduced the Pearl, which is a, uh, a camera that actually snaps a picture and then does the character recognition on it. The other thing is size. Those scanners take up a lot of space, plus you've got to open up the big, fat lid. The Pearl folds up small. I can put it in my briefcase and just carry it away along with my laptop and all the other junk I got crammed into my briefcase. Yes. And we'll show that to you later. Okay. And it unfolds, there's a guide at the bottom that you butt your papers or your, or your book up against, and it will actually take a picture of an image up to 12 by 9 or down to as small as a business card. I was at a hotel last week um, in Colorado, and I had a couple of receipts in my pocket, and I'm trying to keep kind of a running you know, balance so I can get reimbursed by my company when I'm done. <laughs> And um, I didn't know what receipt was what, so I grabbed it, uncrumpled it. <laughs> I didn't put it in my wallet like I should have. Put it under the PURTLE camera, which I'd unfolded out of my briefcase and mm-hmm. set it on the table in the, in the hotel room. And it read it was my uh, you know my meal for me, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, the, uh, you, can, you can take pictures of all kinds of stuff from little stuff to big stuff. Let me go ahead and start Open Book here.
2: Oh, open Book 9.0. Enter. Welcome to open book version 9.0 in read-only mode.
1: So I've got a, a page down here. And just so that you know, the camera is shaped kind of like an inverted L. So if, imagine a, a, a desk lamp. Okay, so the camera's looking down from looking down from above, right, on the page. And if I press the space bar, now remember the scenario, right, click, hum, long time. You're going to hear the camera make a camera noise, and you're going to see it start to read. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Everything in sight, Ruby, handheld video magnifier. Flip out the convenient handle and use the Ruby like a conventional magnifying glass. But see everything with enhanced contrast and no dis-
1: And I'll stop it. So, and it was also on my um, on my Braille display. Now, I'm assuming there's a picture on this thing here?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's
1: a Yep, what I was handed is a flyer. Not just any flyer, it's a glossy flyer. Oh, yeah. oh. What all of you in the industry call a slick, right? Now, I don't call it that because I'm not in the industry. <laughs> but it's very slippery, it's very glossy, and there's a picture in the middle of it. So, so OpenBook had to take a picture of this page, throw out the picture, and put text in the proper order. Okay, That's a little bit more complex than taking just a book and grabbing a printed page. So from camera click to reading was about, what, four seconds? going to be a little bit faster if I hadn't been handed a picture with a page, or a page with a picture. But they want to give me a real ringer to try instead of something simple, right? <laughs> so it will do that. It'll take a magazine or a book or whatever and give you a picture of it. Now, what's very cool about this is you can take individual picture pages like this, and it's already what it's done is it's opened up a, a document here, just as if you had opened up Word. So I can keep scanning in individual pages. Somebody gives me a handout. If I'm in college and I've gone to the library and my reader's given me a bunch of books. We've gone to the library together. Okay? Now what's really cool is I'll go to the library, we'll find the source material because we've gone through the vertical file and we'll paperclip where I want to start reading each place. But then the reader can go. I can sit here with my stack of books, turn to the paperclip, scan in pages until I'm done, grab my next book, scan in the next block of pages, and all of them are appended. And I'll save this document, as you said, and go home or go back to my dorm room. Okay? And it's automatically already saving the document. I don't gotta tell it to save it. I don't gotta tell it to anything fancy schmancy. And it'll save it in regular formats, not in a specialized format. If I want it as a Word document, that's what I get. Or HTML or contracted Braille. Okay? RTF, plain text, whatever flavor you want. I can save it as an MP3 or a WAV file. Okay? So all that's available to me right after I scan. There's no singing and dancing to do. That's just how I save it. And I can go to a bunch of so from a from a from a student standpoint I can grab all these all my sources and I have built my source draft, haven't I? I'm not advocating plagiarism. This isn't your final draft. This is your source document. This is the equivalent of going in and grabbing all the stuff and photocopying a billion pages and then starting your work. But look at the time. Look at the steps you saved. Because you go in there. You're going to have to find the books on the shelves with your reader. You'd look pretty dopey trying to you know, grab each book off. But once you've done that and they go, oh, yeah, I want, I want this, I want this, I want this, just give your, you know, give your reader a box of paper clips and you just okay, put it on the first page. I'll take it from here. And you do two things. You become very independent. You become massively efficient and fast. And if it's coming up on midterms and you're like me and you've procrastinated too long and the reader's like, oh, my God, my own stuff to do. I can't really read to you. Put all this on a tape recorder. You go, no problem. I got it. Okay? And you fly solo at that point. It opens up your abilities hugely. It's small enough to go into your briefcase along with your laptop. Okay? It's very empowering. Now, if you've got a whole bunch of these to do, you can set this on an automatic acquire and read, which means it's smart enough to be looking down on the page. You've got your book set here. You'll start it. You'll hear the camera noise. Turn the page. Get your hand out of the way. Hear the camera noise. So it's not a motion detector. It's just the camera is looking down. And book is smart enough to go up. All motion has ceased. All right, I'll do the next page. All motion, all motion, all motion. Okay. so you can do about 20 pages a minute. 20 pages a minute in an hour, you can do about between 1,000 and 1,200 pages. So if you've really got to read War and Peace tonight, it's doable. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it cooks. If you have a book that's small enough, remember this is a 9 by 12 inch footprint, right? You could turn the book sideways and get both face- facing pages at once. Okay. Wow. If the book is big, if you're a law student and you're reading Blackstone from the 16th century, they always come in those giant, fat books, right? That's Harry Blackstone, not the magician. Okay, You're reading Blackstone or some other you know, British legal guy that I don't know. Blackstone's the only one I know, okay? so humor me. You're reading Blackstone. Right, you want to read some French guy that I don't know about, you go for it. But our law of torch is built on Blackstone, so there. So you're reading Blackstone in a giant volume. Shoot, one page is practically 12 by 9, right? right? So you put the book down. You start with the odd-numbered pages, 1, 5, 113, right? You're scanning, scanning, scanning. You finish Blackstone, half of it anyways, in 30 minutes. Just flip the book around and do 2, 4, 8, 258, 374, you know, whatever. When you're done, before you save this document that it's automatically creating, you say insert even pages into odd pages. So it puts them in proper order for you. Then you can save your document as a Word document or whatever you want to do with it. Or if you really want to hear Blackstone, you can save it as an MP3 or something. Say again the question. How do you handle the curvature of the page? It handles it very well. Absolutely. We've built enough intelligence in here that OpenBook is looking at the image and it will correct for the curvature so you don't get weird sounding stuff. Okay.
2: just
1: price. Yes. Okay. The going price for open book. Hey, Charlie?
0: Yeah.
1: You want to backstop and sign off a pricing for me? I it's was, $9.95, I was, right?
0: I was on a minor big
1: No, no. Case $9.95 for <laughs> open book, correct? Yes, $9.95. $9.95. However, mm-hmm. if you own. A previous version of Open Book? Any version, dating back to a, That's what I mean by a previous version. <laughs> like 1.0. Yes, yeah, Charlie says any version, even if you've got it on the stone floppies, okay? For $150, we'll upgrade you to Open Book 9. So if you own a version, come
0: see us because we, this is good. Go ahead. We also have a special introductory price right now on the camera, which is $600. So we have that going. I think we just extended it off to check with Joe, but I know it goes to at least the end of the year Yep. and I, I believe they might, may have extended it a little further, but it's, traditionally it's going to be $1100 dollars for the camera. The camera would be 1100 so if you own oh, but right now it's 600 all the way to the end
1: of the year. So if you own an old version of Openbook but it's yours, you could get the whole package for 750. That's pretty sweet. That's the camera. It it uses the computer. It hooks to the computer using USB. It has to be USB 2, though, right? You know what? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think it's smart enough to know. Does it? Okay. That's one that somebody's got to jump on. So that's one I should know, too. So USB 2 it is.
0: Can you show the automatic? I only have one page. Actually, we have a hard stop as well. They're going to kick me out of here. We have one of these in our booth. Yeah, come to the booth. And I'll, I'll be there. I'll show so you, you all bring, kinds of stuff.
1: A, bring a book with you? Yep. The, the other, the the other thing that we, the other thing, yeah, we'll get a book or something. The other thing that I don't have time to sit and show you, but there are a bunch of visual functions for those of you that have usable vision where you can change the size, you can change the font, you can change spacing between letters, you can change the foreground and background colors, you can see an exact image, all kinds of stuff. How does it do with bottles and cans here? Okay. Um, it really isn't intended to do bottles and cans. The focal length is going to be kind of wacky for that because they're different thicknesses. It moves them too close and they're too round. The other thing you can do is if you wanted to save this as an image, you could fax this because Open Books ha- has a fax utility. So you want to make your own faxes,
0: you could do it. If with you, all the power of OpenBook, you get with Absolutely. Them. But now I'm going to cut you off. All right, I'm done. Back to charge. Hey, we have time for maybe one because we got to, Dr. Bill came and told me we got to get out of here. I don't want to make Dr. Bill mad. But, but go ahead. If we pay for it today, can we take it home today? Uh, I don't think Joe has any, but we can. if you pay for it today, we can have it shipped to you real quick. Absolutely. You guys have been great. Thanks a lot. And everybody, thank you very much for coming. Any features you want to see other than what you saw, come to the booth. We'll be over there. Try Dr. It. Bill asked me to tell you all to head in that direction. I think they have some things going on in the in the main hall. <laughs> thank you very much. You guys have been awesome.